Hey, Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor JP here. Hey, we're so glad that you're joining with us on our podcast today. I pray today that this message stirs your faith, that it builds you up, that it draws you closer to the Father's heart, and ultimately that you just feel the embrace of heaven. We would love to stay connected with you and you to stay connected with us. So please feel free to check us out on our website, oasischurchchicago.com, or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Also, you can be sure to join with us on our live stream on our YouTube page every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Now here's today's message. excited when I'm when I'm coming in this hot you guys gotta you gotta bear with me I want to I want to give a disclaimer uh, if you didn't know about me I am bilingual and so when I'm really excited my second language that I fluent currently am, am very fluent in I read write and speak Ebonics so uh, so it might start coming out because I'm because I'm, I'm a little amped up I'm excited about what the Lord is doing so so if I say something that you don't quite understand or you just look at your neighbor and you don't say neighbor, you say neighbor, what do you say? What that mean? That's what you got to do. So just, just hold it. Just act. I'm pretty sure one of your neighbors speaks it. It's okay. What do you say or what that mean? It's going to come out. It's not a joke. Today I have the privilege on continuing in the series that we've been in with the focus on behold. Um, beholding God. We talked about beholding the, the, the power of staying connected just last week. Talked about the power of be, beholding God and, and, and who he is and his love for you. Today I want to talk about the power of repentance. When we behold God, we see, we acknowledge, we are overwhelmed, we feel the need to repent. There's something about God that when you look at him, you recognize your own depravity. That's like when you look at somebody that's like really, 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 really tall. You're kind of like, man, he's tall. She's tall. And I'm not that tall. This is one of those things when you, when you, when you feast your eyes on God. As we were in worship even, today it was just in a the moment. There were several moments that you could, you could feel the presence of God. And we don't, we don't show out in the presence of God just because we feel like crying. Like, people don't understand. If you, sometimes believers don't understand or, or children may not understand. Like, why are you crying? What's so sad? Like, what, what's the problem here? It's, I'm just overwhelmed by something so much greater than me. I'm, it, there's something in me that's just saying, like, you're not enough. There, you, you, don't, you don't belong in this space. But, but check it out. Come on into the space for a second. And that feeling is overwhelming. And, and what it draws out, even if you read in the word, and, and when, when, when men of, uh, of this world stood before God, great men, renowned men, they, oh, my, woe is me. I'm a man of unclean lips. I'm from an unclean people. I can't, I don't, I don't belong here. And there's something about that, that feeling that there's power in it because there's something on the other end. There's something on the other side of that. As we look at beholding, as we look at scripture and how it's portrayed, beholding the power of repentance, listen to me, get me. I'm not going to be up here long. Get, listen to me. There is a, that, that, that tool that you have in your, in your bag of repentance is one of the greatest tools ever known to man. It's one of the greatest weapons ever known to man. The power of repentance. So what is repentance? How do we wield that tool? Because guess what? That was so controversial. It was so groundbreaking. That was a revolutionary idea when it was presented. When Christianity came about and the idea that you could have a God who not only died for you, that's already ridiculous. That's already ridiculous. Like, wait, God died for me? Like, no, no religion talked that way. No religion said that you could receive adoption and you yourself become a child of God. You're already ridiculous. You're treading in the thin water. You, you don't, you're talking crazy. So I, that's why when the Bible says that they turn the world upside down, it was literal. It was, what are you talking about? That hasn't changed today, people of God. Because what we profess, what you say you believe, is that because of God, because God is who he is, no matter what I do, no matter who I am, what I've been through, how I was brought up, hand I was dealt, the bad decisions that I made, if I repent, I am fully restored to that position. 
no matter what. That's hard to believe. Come on. I know we're we going to clap. That's hard. That's hard for me. That's hard for me. It's hard for all of us because every single one of us in this room can think of something that's been done to us, something that's been said about us, something that's been laid in front of us, part of our cards that we've been dealt, and we think, I don't know how I can get over this one. I don't know how I can forgive that. I'm going to forgive, but I'm not going to forget. That's the, that's the Christian cheat code. That's the cheat, that's the cheat sheet right there. I'm going to forgive because I forgive them in the Lord, but I ain't going to forget. We're not going back over there for Christmas. <laughs> right? That's good old Christian forgiveness. So that's, it's hard for us. Yeah, we, re, we receive it, but listen to what we're professing. We're saying that God, who there's none like him, he owes you nothing. He sits high and looks low. Everything is in his hands. He found it reasonable in his mind and his way to say, no matter what you do, no matter how hard you, how far you stray, no matter how much you've been through, all you have to do is repent. All you have to do is repent. And so we need to understand what repentance means. My tablet's going to keep locking. Uh -uh. Not, not today, Satan. Not today. You're not going to do it. The, the understanding of repent goes a little further than just turning. We've understood it as turning away. I think a better description of it would be to have a change of mind. To have a change of mind. Because if you notice, a lot of times in Scripture when it says repent, it will say repent and turn to God. So if, it, if, it's, just, if it's just a turning, then there's, there's some disconnect. Why, why tell me turn and turn? Like, we're not turning and turn. It's repent Change your mind. I'm going this way. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. This way. And a lot of times it says repent and turn back to God. Listen, I say you got a little bit of time, so you got to get it quick. Repent and turn back to God, meaning I know I've strayed from the direction that I was going. So it's not just talking about brand new believers. Not just talking about first-timers in this thing. It's talking about people who have been walking with God, who have a relationship with God, and realize in the direction I'm going, I've strayed. That's that change of mind. The power in that, this is wrong. This is not enough. I messed up. This happened to me. I gave too much. I took too much. I prayed too little. I went left when I should have went right. There's so many nuances to repenting, but there's so much power because we relinquish our, our responsibility of having to handle it. When you say, God, forgive me because I don't, I don't know how to handle this. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to navigate this. Help me. That is the greatest fear of the enemy. The greatest fear of the enemy is a Christian that is broken before the Lord and know we don't got it figured out. That's terrifying. He wants us striving, stressing, trying, agonizing, scared. Nobody's following God because they're scared and getting anyway. That's not the fear of the Lord. That's a whole other message. That's not, I'm not talking about I'm not going to do this so God doesn't do this to me. Man, I've done so much bad stuff and got away with it. Come on. Wait a minute. Don't nobody want to talk. I'm a, I'm, let, me, let, me, let me change that. I done done so many bad things that God forgave me for, and I didn't fully have to feel the repercussion of what it could have been. That's how, that's how I'm going to say that. Because, and I'm the only one, I'm the only one, I see you looking at me, I see you judging me right now. Wow, what did he do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go through some stuff. A faith that ain't been tested ain't a faith at all. A, 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 a Christian that ain't had a trial, you, oh, what you believe. How you know you believe it? How you know you believe it? I found something interesting in the word. We're talking about this weapon. When you behold God and you see that he's calling you to repent, the power that comes behind that. Do you know what I found in the word? I mean, I had to scour through it. I'm, I'm, no, I'm no master theologian, but I, I know the word a little bit, and I know some people. Uh, I could Google some things as well. Um, <laughs> telling you, you get real smart when you get Google. In the Bible, you see... Prayer, rejected by God. Say, I'll shut my ears to your prayer. You see worship, rejected by God. 
That's a foul stench coming up to me, he said. Oh, read Isaiah. I think it's Isaiah. Let me, just, just so you can have some, some if I don't got no scriptures up behind me. Hold on now. Hold on, because I don't want to just say it. It's in Isaiah. I think it's Isaiah 14. I'll go in there. You see offerings. Turn around. In fact, if you remember that your brother has ought against you on your way to bring me an offering, turn around. Don't, don't bring me no offerings. None of that. You're suffering. I will laugh at you when calamity comes. Oh, oh, go, go read Job. Go read David. Go read Hezekiah. Lord, how long? How long, Lord, will I be in this agony? How long? God is like, I don't want to hear that. I have not seen one example of God not receiving repentance. Not one. Cheat code. Repent. Why? Why? Not one. I thought it was Esau. I thought Esau got me. Thought Esau got me. But if you read, if you read, it said no place for repentance was found in him. That was him being reprobate. It was not that no repentance was available to him. There was no place in him to be broken and contrite enough to be restored to God. Stop playing. You, so you mean to tell me I always can come to God and say, I messed up. I don't got it figured out. I just don't know. I dropped the ball. Here I go again, God. So we have to understand that is still today revolutionary because guess what? I know, I know if you've heard me preach before, you expect me to be loud. I yell. I'm going to be loud and demonstrative, and, and I'm going to say some hard things. But right now, today, I want you to receive this hard thing. God loves you no matter what. He is desperate for you. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, when you feel that, when you understand that the way you need to understand that, there's no level of fear, there's no lie, there's no doubt, there's no angst, there's nothing that can come upon you that can separate you from the love of God. Listen, I can stand up here and preach you under your chair about how much better you should be or how much good you should do and how much more you should give and how much prayer you should have. No matter what, there's a door open for you in Christ. No matter what. No matter what. Let me, let me give you a natural example. You know why we love our moms? You know why we love our dads? It's because when we break that vase, or we stay out too late, or we don't take out that garbage for the 15th time, or we forget to, to, to do anything that they've asked us to do, or, or we get a little coarse in our language and disrespect them. Yeah, I hope there ain't none of y'all that I'm, that I'm talking about. If you raised your voice at your mom or something, God forbid, but... You know, you know how we understand that no matter what, I know you love me. There's nothing I can present to you that will cause you to reject me or set me aside or totally do away with me. There's nothing that I can say that can cause you to just say, you know what, you are no longer mine. Multiply that times a thousand. God says that before any of us did anything, the lamb was already slain, meaning the sacrifice was made to open the door for you completely. That's the agape love that the Bible describes. When we repent, when we acknowledge that what we are is not enough, that what we're doing is in the wrong direction, we literally have the, the master key to the spirit of Christ who now, now we can talk about See, you want to talk about works. You want to talk about walking in the things of God and being prophetic and decreeing and declaring and walking in the anointing, but you won't even let God forgive you. You sit, no, you know, I'm going to talk to you then. I'm going to tuck your feet under the chairs. I'm going to step on some toes. You, you quiet and worship because you know you're trapped in pornography. Oh, you don't, you don't want to worship. Now, we don't know. None of us know, but you don't want to worship right because you know you use your mouth to curse rather than to bless just the day before. You know you have plans right after church to go be with that person, and you don't know what's going to happen once you guys get together. You're dreading those moments of being alone because you know you cut yourself. I'm not just throwing it out there. I'm talking to somebody. In Jesus' name, we bind the spirit of self-harm. We bind the spirit of suicide. You belong to God. You're God's. You're his property. But that's why. That's why you, we've yet 
to let, we've yet to repent. What I want to open the stage for, what we're going to do by the end of this, and I want to open up this altar, I want to open up this time. Listen, I'm the first one up here already. Whenever there's an altar call, the pastor should let you know they're the first ones up there. I'm the first one repenting in the room. If you want to know what I did, come ask me. I ain't going to announce it from the stage. <laughs> I did something. I need God's deliverance. I need to repent for doubting God. I need to repent for thinking that I can go ahead and figure this out. I need to re- repent for thinking if I just keep this a secret and not confess my sins to one another as the Bible instructs, then I can hold on a reputation and, I, and, and then I'll get through it and I'll figure it out and then, you know, it'll go away eventually. And then that thing is still there. There is power in confessing and repenting. The Bible says, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, 17, if any of you be in Christ, you are a new creation. Listen to that. I think sometimes we get a little comfortable with the word. It's 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 like, you you know, you tell your wife, hey, I love you. But then on your anniversary, you got to be like, no, babe, I love you. Okay? And if you're going through something deep, babe, listen, we love. It sounds different. Right now, when when you hear he who be in Christ is a new creation, I'm not, I'm not the same old struggling person that I used to be. I, I literally am walking in the full forgiveness of Jesus Christ. And when I stand before my father, he's not staring at this old busted up, broken down, lying, cheating, stealing, thieving, conniving, weak person. He's staring at his son who's full of power, who's full of grace, who he's crazy about, who he'll do anything for, who he'll leave the 99 to come get, who he's going to see coming afar off like the prodigal son. The Bible says that the, the, the father saw his son afar off. By the time the son figured it out, he was covered in slop. He was eating trash. And he said, man, you know what? My dad has weight. I could probably go back home. And by the time he even had that thought, his father was looking. was like, go get the stuff. Go get the stuff. Here come my boy. Go get it. Go get it. That's the God you serve. That's who you are to him. That's who you are. You're not. We we are harder on ourselves sometimes. And I'm telling you, it's it's, it's scary to say a lot of pastors won't tell you that, that God, no matter what, no matter what, no matter what you're struggling with, you can come to him. You can come to that door. You can come and knock. You can lay it down. There's no irreversible. We can talk about blaspheming the Holy Spirit. I know the Bible. We, we can talk about that, and that there's, a, there's a context to that. You don't just happen to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. That is, that is a very intentional thing that comes from a heart of wanting to be set against God. That is, you ain't, ain't nobody in here accidentally blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Let me, am I saying that for a reason, Lord? Let me know. No one in here has done it. Stop walking around scared because I don't know, man. I don't know. I cursed yesterday. I don't know. You're not going to go to hell for cussing. You better stop cussing, but. (laughs) Proverbs 28 and 13, I just want to read a few things and let the word speak to us. Let the word wash over us. Listen, somebody got set free while we were worshiping. I felt it. I felt somebody get set free. I felt something break. And I'm not all spooky pooky up here. When I'm telling you. When, I'm te- when I say that the God we serve is real and that he can deliver and that if you submit yourself to him, he will perfect you, he will indwell you, that thought that you had when you walked into this place can be dead, that negative thing that has haunted you can be done away with, that sickness that you are dealing with can be healed, I mean what I say. And there's a handful of us, there's one or two people in here who have been through some things and God then got you through it. Proverbs 28 and 13, whoever conceals their sin does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces then finds mercy. When you confess and renounce, I'm not standing up and say, I'm not saying stand up and make a public declaration. I didn't wash up this morning. Don't get up and don't get up and just announce whatever you think and you did wrong. That's not, but there has to be, there has to be someone you can go to. That thing, it's somebody that has it on their lips right now, that thing that you know you're struggling with. That thing you don't understand. It's not necessarily just doing something bad. 
what you don't understand, what you're afraid of. I'm afraid that if I come to God fully, I'm going to lose who I am. I'm afraid that if I really start following God, I'm going to be weird. I'm going to have to be lame. I'm going to lose my friends. I'm gonna, my family, I don't know how I'm going to explain it to the person that I'm with because he don't love God. I know if I try to follow the Lord, he's going to distract me from walking with the Lord. I'll just talk to somebody. I'm going to just go and talk to the, to the stained glass. Amen, stained glass. I really just want to follow the Lord, but then they're going to actually pay attention to who I am and to my life, and then they're going to begin to find out some bad stuff about me. I'm going to actually hang around after church, and they're going to smell the alcohol on my breath. They're going to smell the weed if they get in my car if I let them ride with me to this place. I will go serve on the weekends, but I'm usually hungover during that time. Or actually, that's when I meet up with, come on, somebody. I, I'll be, it's just me and one other person. There. It's just me and one other person. But I'm telling you this. Listen, listen. Turn. Turn from that thing. Turn. The moment you turn from it, you take its power. Amen. The moment you turn, like right now. There's none. There's none. There is freedom. The moment you do, that's what makes us unique. I ain't mad. You know, everybody to, to each his own and everybody gets to, we have the, the, the right to follow who we want to follow in this country and worship whatever you want to worship. But I'm going to try to tell you something about my God. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something one time about my God. Sold more books than your God. Let me tell you something. Sold more books. Let me tell you something about him. He's real. And his power is undeniable. You get, a, you get around a group of Christians long enough and you, you let the word that, that's spoken begin to marinate in our hearts and you watch the thing that comes out. I'm telling you, you never smiled as hard as you're going to smile when you start confessing your sin. When you, let that, when you let the devil know, I'm not afraid of you anymore. I'm not afraid of me. I don't even hold myself to who you, who you told me I was. That terrifies the enemy. The Bible says resist the devil. And he will f- turn away. Watch out. Look at your neighbor, say, neighbor, what do he say? Watch out. <laughs> Get him out of here. Bible says, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Come on, like the, the imagery God is trying to paint for us a vivid picture of, I got you. you you've never done too much for me. I got you. And that's what calls us, like I, like I said about your parent, what calls you to them is the love you know you receive. You don't obey your parent because of the fear of the punishment that you would get. It's easier just to say, you better watch it. Hell has enlarged itself. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's not. I'm not saying this, that, that hell is not a real place. And there's a place for, for preaching that. Because denying God is, is, is receiving darkness. But what about the love of God that compels me? Do you understand that the word tells us that we don't even think up the idea of wanting to be saved on our own? That it is God who compels us to want him. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back. If you are beginning to desire God, if you are beginning to desire righteousness, if something in your mind is telling you what I'm doing doesn't seem quite right. I know everybody's in agree with it. I know movements around the world are proponents for what I'm talking about. But there is something inside of me that's saying maybe you should have a change of mind. That is the spirit of God speaking to you. You are not even the initiator. Nor is it. Look how easy it is. You don't start the conversation. You won't have anything to add to the conversation. And he even gave you all answers. Romans 8 and 30. Moreover, he who he predestined, he also called. He who he called, he also justified. He who he justified, he glorified. What shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He didn't spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. So how shall he not freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Who is God's elect? You. Who, shall, who got something to say about my elect, says the Lord? Who? Who going to stop him from coming? He did what? I don't care. I don't care. He said what? I don't care. Who shall bring a charge against me? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? 
So tribulation, distress, persecution, famines, famine, nakedness or peril or the sword. Nothing, 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 nothing can separate you. Somebody, I, listen, to God be the glory. If it's, if it's just one person in this building, like I said, I'm already up here. So the, the word then went out and did what it was supposed to do because I'm already at the altar. But I want to invite, I want to invite up the worship team. We're going to play some music. No message is going to get you saved. We, we do not understand it, right? Like I don't, I don't have the who to give the good. I'm, listen, I'm just telling you what I read. I'm just telling you what I've lived and I'm telling you I need it now. God has gifted me to speak to you. God has opened the door through the pastors and leadership here for me to have a platform to speak to you. And I still need it. You know you need it. You know you need it. You know that some of you, there, there, there's a few of you in here that should be up here proclaiming the word. But your mouth is closed because you are still dwelling on who you were and what the enemy had done. I'll say this as as we get ready to go into prayer, because I just want to open up the altar and I want to pray for us. I want to allow us to pray for one another and to have some real confessions going. Get get, get broken today. Just go and come on up and get broken and get released and get put back together one time. I'll say this. If you if you if you feel it, you feel it. If you don't, you don't. You can't make it up. There are so many times in this in this house where we get to a place in worship. We get to a place in the message, and you can literally almost feel the presence of God resting over, over a moment. And you feel it go into this space, and you feel it like it's about to just blow the roof off of it. And then we become okay with it. And you can slowly feel it settle back down. Not like God left. Not like he left, but it's like when I get up and I start yelling and I get loud and I'm moving around and you're like, ah, okay, okay, we're going somewhere. And then we just politely go back to being in the, in the comforting arms. Not today. Not today. Because the movement is not on the stage. It is amongst his people. It's your turn. That's your oop. You catch it. You got to dunk it. We can't preach you. We can't talk you through the gate. You got to get there. You got to hear God. You got to hear God in what I just said. You got to hear him in the scriptures I just read. And you got to come up and say, I need mine now. I need it now. I can't wait till I get in the car. I want it now. If you want it now, come to the stage. I'm here. I'm here. I want it now. I'm here. I want to ask that we all stand. If we can all stand, we're just going to pray. If you want it now, come on up. I wasn't talking to myself. I wasn't talking to myself. I wasn't. And you, when you, when you feel it, the Bible talks about not missing your moment of salvation. Don't miss your moment of salvation. And, and even that, I, I, I love to expose the enemy because he, he doesn't do well in the light. The Bible says that the, that the enemy comes immediately to steal the word that was sown. Immediately. Do you know in between the end of the last time I was yelling and right now there are some people who are already shrinking back? Some people that are already starting to doubt, already saying, not today. Or, no, he, I don't want to. In the name of Jesus, come forward. Come forward. This is your moment. This is your time. You may not know exactly what it is. Come receive prayer. Come receive understanding of what it is. We have words of wisdom, words of knowledge, prophetic words, prophetic ministry, the laying on of hands. It can all happen right here. I'm here. The greatest weapon the world has ever seen. The greatest weapon the world has ever seen. We can be restored in an instant when we change our mind. Hallelujah. Lord, we just thank you right now, God. Lord, we give you the glory, Lord. We give you the honor, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give you the honor, God. You are, you are worthy, Lord. You are worthy. I hear the Lord saying, you are coming forward for someone else because you know of their struggle. You know of their, 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 what's holding them back. And now you are coming forward to bring them forward. You are coming forward to bring them forward. There's somebody that walked into this building today 
with the desire to hurt themselves. If somebody who didn't, and I need, I need you to talk to somebody. If it's not me, I'm not going to even ask you to come up to stage right now. But it, 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 it's, it's causing me it's causing me to be angry against the enemy because he thinks he can win. There's somebody who walked in here today looking to do harm to themselves or even having done harm to yourself recently. And God just wants you to know that you are here today for a purpose. You are here today for his glory, that you are representation of who he is. And every weapon formed against you will be cast down, that the hand of the enemy against you will be broken. And that even your confession of it, I know that embarrassment comes with it, but I want to know who you are. I want to know who you are. I want to pray with you. I want to pray alongside you in the name of Jesus. This is not just an emotional moment. It's, it's free. It's available to you. When we cry out, when we ask God, when we ask God to forgive us, when we ask God to see us as we are. And you heard me say this before. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. But God is a good physician. He's not going to just cut you open and just leave you exposed. This is a cutting open moment. But God in, the, in, in, his, in his awesomeness and, and how skilled he is, he knows how to stitch you back up in order that you may heal. There's one other person. There's someone that needs to be reminded of this scripture. That the sins of the father are visited down to the children's children. And your repentance is opening the door for your children to walk in freedom from that thing. There's a spirit of insanity that runs in the family. There's a spirit of uh, around 40 or 50, hallelujah, around 40 or 50 years old, your thoughts begin to, to stray away from you. You've seen it in two different people in your family. Oh, I'll get specific. I'll come get you. I'll come get you. I ain't scared. It's God anyway. Glory be to God. There are people in your family that, that thoughts begin to get away from them. And there's a spirit of insanity that wants to haunt the family. God is breaking it. God is breaking it right now. There are multiple people. There's a spirit of unforgiveness spirit of unforgiveness against each other there's bickering within the family constantly right now there's bickering within the family and you always have to choose a side and you don't want to choose a side but God is saying choose the side of righteousness stand next to him and be the peacemaker who is blessed if you heard something that pertains to you pray with me if you didn't pray for them, hallelujah, Lord, we just thank you, God. We give you honor for who you are. We give you all of the glory, God. Let no flesh glory in your presence in the name of Jesus. God, let us decrease that you may increase. For this moment that you have called us to be delivered and set free, to be healed, to be brought forth, right now, Lord God, we say it is so in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask for your forgiveness. Lord, I ask for your forgiveness for every way that I knowingly and unknowingly have walked a, a, a not in accordance with your word and every way that I've let you down and every way that I've strayed and every way that I've, I've, I've purposefully went against what you've told me to do. Lord, I repent. Lord, I know I don't have it all figured out. I know I, I don't do it all right, Lord God, and I ask for you to take the wheel. I ask for you to take over. Lord, I repent right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. We ask for your forgiveness, and we ask for the filling and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, Lord, to guide us, to lead us, to empower us. You said you would give us power when the Holy Spirit came upon us. We ask for your power, Lord God. If you are locked in sexual sin, if you are trapped in sexual sin, and you know you are, today is your day to repent. Let me give you an illustration of, uh, of repentance. When you get in your car and you're headed to work, you are committed to driving to work. You have a destination. You have a goal. You're gassed up the way you need to be gassed up. You want to be on time. Sometimes along that journey, there are distractions. 
are red lights, there are accidents, there are extra stops you make where you end up causing yourself to not be at that destination. You delay that destination. Repentance is understanding that I'm not looking at the delays. I'm not looking at where I'm being sidetracked. I'm not looking at being late. I know my destination. I know I want to be holy before you, God. I know I want my hands clean, God. I want to be able to lay hands. I want to be able to speak. I want to be able to preach your word, Lord. Make me clean. Get me to my destination. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, Lord, for every single person under the sound of my voice, Lord, that is desiring you, Lord God, give them the courage. Holy Spirit, be stirred up that they may repent, that they may cry out, Lord God, and begin to feast their eyes on the destination to behold the power of your forgiveness, to behold the power of repentance in Jesus' name.